From COK Studios in Kelly McEver's Linen Closet, this is Consider Our Knowledge. I'm Connor Bentley. And I'm Cordell Nutbrock. On today's show, we'll consider the growing dangers of pumpkin spice addiction in America. We'll also consider some new words and phrases in our Consider the Source series with Leslie and Constance Kincaid. And we'll consider what wine pairs well with the McRib. Stay with us. Support for Consider Our Knowledge comes from Rusty's Ankle Insurance. Helping people with weak ankles make sure they get the care they need, one sprain at a time. Visit MyAnkleHurts.com to sign up today. And Flush Gordons, the finest toilets and bathroom supplies in this galaxy. Let Flush Gordon take your bathroom from boring to beautiful. Flush! Savior of the universe! This is Consider Our Knowledge. I'm Connor Bentley. And I'm Cordell Nutbrock. Most of the United States is in the grip of a pumpkin spice epidemic. There are scores of addicts looking to get their autumnal fix at local stores, coffee shops, and restaurants. But for some, that just isn't enough. In addition to all the usual pumpkin spice products out there, a newer, more dangerous version of the fall favorite is gaining popularity on the black market. Joining us now in the studio is our senior health reporter, Alex Truman, who has been doing some digging into the dangers of the pumpkin spice being sold in stores and the type being sold on the black market. Hi, Alex. Hello, Cotter and Cordell. Alex, can you break down for us what it is that makes pumpkin spice so attractive and addictive to people? Well, Cordell, number one, it's difficult to avoid this time of year. Literally every product comes in a pumpkin spice flavor, so availability is key to the addiction. Number two, there's something very dangerous about pumpkin spice's effect on the body. In tests run at the Autumnal Detox Clinic, frequent users of pumpkin spice, or pea spice as it is known on the streets, say that they feel a sense of euphoria at the sound of crunching leaves and overwhelming chills that require the use of sweaters, scarves, and Uggs. That doesn't sound all bad. Go to the detox clinic and you'll change your mind. Pumpkin spice addiction is very real and could pose serious problems. We did a report last week on the dangers pumpkin spice use has on unborn babies. What I learned is that fetal pumpkin spice syndrome is only the tip of the iceberg. There are many cases of nutmeg lung and overdoses of pumpkin spice that have left people in a catatonic state bubbling about baking pies and bobbing for apples. Well, what about this black market pumpkin spice we keep hearing about? Is it really as dangerous as they say? Oh, yes. The black market spice is called Great Pumpkin and is five times more powerful than typical pumpkin spice. The main danger is that it isn't regulated by the FDA, so you never know how powerful a dose will be. What happens to people who start using Great Pumpkin? It's bad. I spoke to a man named Jack at the detox clinic, who was a spice addict until he got clean last year. Now he helps others weed themselves off of pumpkin spice. Jack, what was the turning point for you? When I turned into a pumpkin. Look at me! I'm a damn jack-o'-lantern now! Kids, it isn't worth it. Stop doing spice now before it's too late. I kept telling myself, it's no big deal. I can quit any time. But I didn't quit. I just kept getting pumpkin spice lattes and eating pumpkin bread. You do look a lot like a pumpkin. I know. 
Even with all the pumpkin spice foods and drinks out there, it wasn't enough. I needed more. Fall wasn't good enough with just the regular stuff. I wanted the colors to be brighter, the leaves to be crunchier. I needed every day to be Halloween. That's when I started taking great pumpkin. What happened then? I totally shut the world out. I just sat in my house with a spoonful of spice and listened to Monster Mash all day long. It was when my friends noticed how my skin was turning orange and I had a stem growing out of my head that they did an intervention. I'd probably just be some shriveled up blob on someone's front porch if they hadn't got me the help I needed. And now you help others overcome their pumpkin spice addiction? Yeah. I'd like to show people what they'll turn into if they keep using. Fall is a great time of year. A little spice now and then is okay, but you don't want to end up like me. I only wish I had known before I got hooked. Excuse me, I have to go and change out my candle. Wow, that's some powerful stuff. Yes, it is. I only hope his story inspires others to think about how their pumpkin spice attraction might become an addiction. That was Consider Your Health's Alex Truman. For more information about pumpkin spice addiction, visit GiveUpTheSpice.com. You're listening to Consider Our Knowledge. Now we're joined by our resident phraseologists, Leslie and Constance Kincaid, for our Consider the Source segment. The Kincaids are back in the studio to let us in on some new slang words and phrases. Good to see you both. Likewise, Connor. Hello. Now, what have you two been up to since the last time we saw you? We took the summer off from finding words and phrases, but now we're back at it in a big way. Constance is also working on a pet project of hers. I'm working on a book that rhymes. I've been researching it for quite some time. She's working on a rhyming slang dictionary. Well, that sounds like a lot of work. Indeed it is, Connor. But it's also an honor. Now, Constance, are you speaking in rhyme? Yes. Yes, she is. It's uh, to get her in the right frame of mind for the book. Wow, that must be difficult. Well, speaking like this isn't easy, and I must admit, a little cheesy. So what words and phrases do you have for us today? We have some very intriguing slang for you today. The first slang term is confident turtle. We learned it from my friend named Myrtle. Yes. A confident turtle is when one sticks their neck out so far as to avoid double chins and exude the confidence of a turtle that comes out of its shell. As in, she used the confident turtle in that selfie so as to make her chin look skinny. I use this technique quite a lot. It helps me feel much more hot. Indeed, dear. You you did it yesterday. The next one we have is... Name shame. Hey, that rhymes. Yes, it certainly does. Name shame refers to the point at which it is too late to ask for someone's name because you've spent enough time around them that you should already know it, as in... I have name shame. I have worked with this guy for over a month, and I do not know his name. I only have myself to blame. That rhyme seemed a bit off. Indeed, it did. I must admit, I did not love it, but you two can go and shove it. Fair enough. Finally, we have Mormon First Base. This one we learned at BYU from a co-ed named Elder Drew. So what is Mormon First Base? It is defined as engaging in hand-to-hand contact. In other words, holding hands. Unlike regular First Base, which is kissing, 
As in, I walked in on Doug trying to get to Mormon first base with a girl while watching music and the spoken word. That's a fun one. I thought so. Well, thank you both for coming by today. We always love hearing what new words and phrases are out there. Being on this show is such a treasure, and so we say... It it was was our pleasure. pleasure. That's all for this week's episode of Consider Our Knowledge. If you want more from the best-looking news team in public radio, go to our website, considerourknowledge.com, for more news and stories. You can also get breaking news from the COK team on Twitter, at ConsiderOurKnow. You can also like us on Facebook and download the podcast at iTunes and at Stitcher.com. If you'd like to donate to Consider Our Knowledge, go to our homepage and click the Support COK button, where you can go to Patreon and make a $5 monthly donation. Thanks so much for listening. I'm Connor Bentley. I'm looking. Wookie. <laughs> I'm looking. I was looking at the word book, <laughs> but reading the word working.